I think my hunch on October being my favorite month is finally redeeming itself because this month is the month that keeps on giving. I cannot, girl, well, or boys, if you're listening, I cannot begin to unpack what I have to tell you because I thought last week was it, was the highlight of my year and it just keeps on getting better. Hold on, hold on tight, grab a drink, let's dive in. October really came knocking on my door and instead of saying trick or treat like it's Halloween, it just opened its back and said treat as if I'm redeeming my shopping points all of the sudden. Like are these good karma points that is suddenly coming my way? Because last time I told you I had the tennis tournament thing and then I have the good news of returning home in November. Now in October, first of all, on the 11th, Mamamoo had a came came back. Wow. Mamamoo had a comeback. Their 12th mini album. Then one week later, or not even one week later, they announced that they're going on their very first long-awaited world tour. And the first stop, of course, starts in Seoul. And I was really, I knew that they had some sort of a concert plan at the end of this year. And I was really afraid that it was going to happen before, before, after I leave. Because if they just made their comeback in October, I think they need some time, right? So I had a feeling that they were going to have it in December, but no, no. Mama would say, hold, hold my banana milk Americano that's been trending everywhere on TikTok. And they said, let's kick off the tour on the 8th team. Mind you, I'm leaving the country on the 25th, so it's right before I leave and I can... It's like all the stars and the planets in the universe decided to line up and said, you know what, let's give her some, let's give her some sweets before she goes home and probably have one of the most traumatic talk with her parents about her future. But let's treat her before she has to do the tough stuff. And the thing is, ticket reservation starts next week. So in about three days, I have to stress about getting tickets. I was debating if I was going to do standing or just just regular seating, right? This time around, I feel like tickets got more expensive, probably because they weren't able to have concerts. They had a lot of online concerts and, you know, it's just not the same participating in an online concert. And I've done one. I've done one and they actually mailed me the physical ticket, which I appreciate because it's on my wall. It feels like I went to a concert, even though I was just laying down at home, holding my light stick and just going, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So if I remember correctly, the online concerts were about like 30 to 40,000 Korean won. And this time for the concert itself, standing will be 140 and Regular seating is 130, 143, or 133. So like $10 difference, right? But the thing is, the thing is, you also have to have really fast internet because, because I tell you, in Korea, 5G's, no joke. Also, scalper, are they called scalpers? <laughs> 
Scammers. Scammers are no poachers. Are they called poachers? Oh my gosh, my English is regressing. The people who purposefully go and buy out all the good seats and resell the resellers. Yes, the resellers will poach those tickets and sell it for double the price, right? So I have to, first of all, I was so nervous that I will be in class while the tickets go on sale. So the tickets go on sale at 8 p.m. And it happens on a Wednesday. Usually on Wednesdays, I have a half day. So I would, ideally, I would get out of class at 7 and I can head home. However, it is currently week 8 at my academy. And the the thing that's so important about week 8 is that we host something called like a prep class. Because a few weeks later, in our academy, we will do our kind of like a level up test for our students. So to better prepare the students, and this is like a on a sign up basis, if they want to attend this test prep class, they can. And it takes place on Wednesday night or Saturday morning. So for me, I really, really lucked out because I was scheduled on Saturday morning. I know it sounds awful, but in this scenario for Mamamoo, I would do it on any Saturday morning. Like just give me my Wednesday night so that I can reserve tickets in peace. So now I have my dilemma, right? I'm not doing the test prep class on Wednesday, but where should I try to buy my ticket? I have two options. Oh, actually I have three. No, I have two options only. One, I stay at my academy and I try to book tickets there. However, my academy's <laughs> Wi-Fi is crap because I, <laughs> at times I will get kicked out of Zoom in the middle of doing Zoom classes because my internet is so slow. My second choice, however, is to go to a, a, a PC bank or a PC cafe, a computer cafe, so I can use the internet there. Now, I haven't really gone there by myself. Usually I went there with Taro to play League of Legends, but that has been a long, long time ago when we were in another city where everything is a lot closer. And I don't live close to Taro, and he's probably going to be at work or commuting back home, so he won't be able to help me. But I'm over here thinking like, I... I don't know how many more concerts Mamamoo will hold and that I will also be able to attend. I'm trying to go all out, but at the same time, trying to be realistic. The thing is, I'm already pushing my limit with the concert because I'm trying to save money to go home. After tickets, I have to consider you know, mon- spending money as well as the money that I need to reserve in order to maintain my apartment here and make sure I have enough money to feed myself when I come back because I won't be working for an entire month, right? I gotta feed my cat. As a result, I'm currently on what I like to call it probation. I'm going to stop myself from getting coffee. (laughs) Ever since I started working in Korea, I cannot last a day without coffee. It's, It's bad. I'm not usually this coffee addicted, but I, I just can't do it. These kids, they, they do things to me. They do things to my mental health. <laughs> so first, I'm going to be on probation. I will try to eat out less and try to cook at home more 
I'm already trying to do that, but these days I kind of slacked off a bit because I got a little busy. But I need to get back on track because I would like to return home in my best form. Not just because I want to return in my shiny armor and show off to my parents like, hey, mentally I'm at a better place, and physically I'm also in a better place when I'm in Korea. So please don't try to drag me back to America. However, I digress. I just want them to not worry and interfere with my life and give me full control of my life. I know it sounds it sounds strange. Why are you asking for your life back as if you don't have it? That is for a different podcast because I feel like I'm going to I need to mentally prepare myself in what I want to tell my mother because this time when I go back I kind of want to have a serious conversation with her, just telling her what my future plans are. Because the thing is, and I feel very sad by the fact that whenever she calls me, I just have this anxiety. Like it makes me not want to pick up because every time she picks up, the inevitable question is, when are you going to come back? Like, you know, Korea is not for you. You should not throw your life away like this. You need to come back and pursue a serious career instead of just teaching English. I understand her point of view, but this time when I go back, I feel like it's time for me to lay it out for her that I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, not to be disrespectful but this is my life. My mother has this concept that I owe my life to her, that my life also belongs to her. I understand where she's coming from. I understand the sacrifices that she made. Not to be rude, I didn't ask to be here. Not me getting mad right now. (laughs) Can you tell? I tried to have this conversation so many times and it didn't work out. Not to be rude, I didn't ask to be here. And those are your duty as a parent who brought a child into this world is to provide for her. Am I wrong? I'm giving you five seconds to answer as if this is Dora the Explorer. Am I wrong? I am not wrong, right? So therefore, I would like to have my life back. Like all I'm asking from you is to support my decision and correct me if I'm wrong. Like if I'm morally wrong, there's nothing wrong with me being here at a place that allows myself to heal better than when I'm in the States, right? Financially, I'm a lot more, I wouldn't say beefed up, but financially, there's big, there are bigger wiggle rooms than in the States. I'm not living from paycheck to paycheck, and I'm not, I'm also not doing something part-time because my degree does not align with what I want to do in, in the future, right? Let me just think about Mama Moo. Happy place. Happy place. So we'll see on Wednesday. Hopefully I can get good standing tickets. My plan is if I can't get a good standing ticket, then instead I will just get a seating. And I'm only able to go one day out of the three dates that they're offering. So they're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday is definitely a no-go. First of all, I'm teaching. (laughs) And my classes do not end early enough for me to get to Olympic Park on time. So Friday is gone. Saturday, 
there is a chance that I will work on that day, either doing makeup test or just substituting for another teacher. So Saturday is no go, which means Sunday is my only chance to see them. Is it kind of risky going on a concert on a Sunday because Monday is right around the corner? Yes, but at the same time, is my only chance to go. And if I can't go Friday, if I can't go Saturday, I'm definitely going to try to go on Sunday. And also, my friend pointed out that she would go to the first. She would rather go to the first concert and the last concert because you know significance. So I said, "Hmm, I can't make it to the first one. So let me try to squeeze in to the last one." So. Hopefully, we'll be able to go together, and at the same time, because of this concert news, it kind of awoken our group chat that was created from 2017. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, Mama was going on tour. Ha, maybe they'll come to LA. Ha, maybe they'll go to New York. I don't know what the plan is, but I'm gonna try to go to Korea to see them live there. So we got some people coming again, and." At the same time, for the ones that weren't able to make it, hopefully they'll have more stops in the states because you know it's a world tour. So please visit more than one city in America. I know I won't be able to go because number one, money. Two, I don't have enough time. Three, I'm going back home because of family, not because to to see Mama Mu. And if I have to choose between my family and Mama Mu, you know what the obvious answer is. Don't make me say it. So moving on. <laughs> Another thing that put me on cloud nine this week was that I was actually on vacation. Yes, your girl got that PTO. I got one, two, three, four. <laughs> First of all, the way that they make me use a PTO for Saturday because get this, Saturday is a work day. Anyways, moving on. So I got four PTO days, and the reason why I got those days. It's not really because I wanted it. <laughs> the thing is, they give me a certain amount of days for a contract year, right? And I have to use it by the end of my contract. So, if you were listening to my last podcast, my contract is ending in the end of November. So they're making me use up these dates that I have. And I think I have about like five or six. I just need to reserve one or two for sick days. But of course, I never get sick, so I never end up getting to use those days, anyways. So I was thinking, well, what am I gonna do for four days, <laughs> three days? Because again, Saturday, Saturdays should have belonged to me, anyways. So we were thinking initially before. We knew that we were going back to the states. Tara and I were thinking about, well, should we go to Jeju again? Should we go travel to another city? Like, should we try to go for Japan because Japan is open? But now that I have to go back to the states, I have to be more careful financially, right? So we were like, well, instead of going far away, how about we just pick a place that's a little bit close to where we live? So instead, we went on an island, not Jeju Island, but we went on a very, very tiny island that is to the west of Incheon, like Incheon International Airport. We had to take two ships to get there. And one thing you need to know about me is that 
or you don't need to know about me. One thing that I'm going to clarify in this podcast is that I am, I get severely seasick. I don't do well on a boat. And I found out this when we went on a family trip after my college graduation. And then we went on, not like a cruise, but sort of like a, it's not like a cruise, but what is it? Let's say it's a tour, right? We went on this tour and we see just beautiful sceneries in Hawaii. And me on the deck dying <laughs> because I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. And you have my mom on the side just taking pictures like, ka-chick, 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 ka-chick. Julie, look over here. Ka-chick, ka-chick. And I'm just, I want to get off. I appreciate this trip, but I would like to be off of this ship before I completely lose my mind and start puking everywhere. So yeah, it was sad to find out that I'm not Moana or Ariel. I'm not a children of the sea. But to combat this problem, I told Tara, I was like, well, if we're going to go to this island, we need to get those uh, tablets so that I don't feel seasick on the trip. He's like, I got you. Man pulls up with a box of uh, like four chewable tablets, right? I'm like, only four? He's like, yeah, you just take two on the way there and on the way back. And 30 minutes before the trip, you'll be all set. So I was like, okay. So on Tuesday night, I actually have a full day on Tuesday. So I work from 4 to 10. And because of my commute, I get home at about 12. So at 12 o'clock, I come home. I'm really tired, right? But I'm really excited for the next day. Because again, we're going on an island. And this is not, not a... Not a tourist site. It was actually a place that Taro discovered while he was doing his photo projects. So on this island, you have a population of five people. Well, let's say roughly ten. Five people kind of come and go, but five is the set number on the island. They're, they're like permanent residents on that island. And we're only going to be there for a day. Won't. One thing is because it's an island, there's not much to do. So he was afraid that I would be bored. Secondly, it's because uh, Uni. We don't want to leave Uni alone by herself for long. So we decided just a one-day trip will be fine. And if I like it, we can come back in the future when we have break. So 12 o'clock, I come home. I feed Uni. I scoop her poop. Then I start packing. Right, He told me that it was going to be cold, and currently, autumn is upon us, so the temperature is fluctuating a little bit. Like in the morning, it will be real cold, maybe around like 8 Celsius. Then throughout the day, it climbs up to 22 Celsius, and then it drops back down to 5. So it's a little bit tricky in terms of what to wear, but eventually, after, get this, three hours, (laughs) three hours of me deciding because yes I'm also very indecisive I finally packed my clothes I got everything else ready like I have my chargers I have I was debating like should I bring my camera and and film everything but then I thought you know what I always do that wherever I go and this time I just really want to have a break I just really want to enjoy my trip and not have to worry about okay I gotta film this I gotta film that I'm not even a legit content creator but I'm doing those things and it feels tiring it takes me out of the experience so I thought well 
legit, it became the question that people ask you all the time is, what are the three things that you would bring on an island? And I said, my brain said, my phone, a notebook, and a film camera. Well, actually my iPad too, but I didn't really use it. Our original goal was to watch a movie at night, but that didn't pan out. And I will explain why. And it gets a little freaky. Not in the way that you're thinking, but it, get, it gets really freaky. So reeling it back, 3 o'clock, 3 a.m. in the morning, I finished packing and now I'm faced with my first dilemma. Should I sleep or should I just stay up? Because I was terrified that I won't wake up on time. The thing is, we have to get up at 6.30 because from where I live, to get to Incheon, it will take another hour. And we need to, okay, so I need to get up at 6.30. Either we take public transportation and go all the way to Incheon or we drive, right? But you have to take in consideration that it's on a Wednesday, you're going to have morning traffic. So Taro decided that, you know what? You're going to be tired let me, let me drive us to Incheon instead of us taking public transportation. So all you have to do is you get up at 6.30 and I'll get to your place at around 7.10. Then we can just kick off our plan that way. And I say, cool. And I ask him, should I stay up or should I just sleep? But I'm afraid that I won't be able to wake up. He said, well, you should sleep because if you're tired, you won't enjoy the trip, right? So and if you're not awake, I will call you. So I say, okay. So I went to bed and yes, of course, I didn't wake up at 6.30. I woke up at around 6.45, I think. And Taro has been calling me. And that's why I was like, hello? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yes, I'll get ready ASAP. And she said, okay, uh, I will probably arrive at around... 7.10, I'm leaving now. So I'll say, okay, but, you know, morning traffic. So he didn't end up getting to my place until almost like 7.30. Oh, Popo's out there doing the job. Thank you for what you do for the low crime rate out here in Korea. Anyways, going back. So he comes around at 7.30. We get in his car. We good? Okay. We get in his car and we put in the address for Incheon and it says 57 minutes. And now the problem is our ship leaves at 9.10. However, the dock closes 10 minutes before they're supposed to leave. So at 9 o'clock, we were leaving my place at around... 7, mm, 7.30, an hour trip, if excluding traffic, let's say if it's just smooth sailing for one hour, ideally we will get there at 8.30, then it will be fine, right? But no, we get crammed into traffic jam and the clock is not moving. Now our ETA from 8.30 climbed its way to 8.53. So Taro is stressing as he's driving. He's like, oh my gosh, we can't, we can't miss it. Like as soon as we park, we have to run. We cannot miss the ship. 
And I said, well, what if we miss the ship? He goes, there's no what if. There's no plan B. If we miss it, there's no other way to get on the island. So I said, well, we'll see. Let's not stress about it. Drive safe. You know, when we get there, we get there. And of course, in the middle of the drive, I'm like, hmm, getting kind of hungry. I wonder if we'll have time to get snacks. And at this point, we just we just made it through like our first two traffic jam, right? And it seems like everything is is peachy clean. So he's like, yeah, we'll have enough time, no worries. Then immediately we get slammed into another traffic jam. And he's looking at the GPS and he looks at me, he goes, oh, I think we might not have time to go get food. I was like, it's okay, it's fine. As long as we make it to the ship, right? It, it's okay. So after a grilling one plus hour, we arrive. We really arrive at like 8.50 something. I don't really remember what time because everything seemed like a blur. Legit, he parked, I unbuckled my seatbelt, I put on my fishtail jacket, just swung my, what was it? Was it a backpack? Yes, backpack. I took his tripod and then we ran. We really ran for the port. Like we were just running. And then as soon as we crossed the door, he made a pit stop at a convenience store. I was like, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, we're grabbing you snacks, right? So he grabs two sandwiches and three, those gimbap, just convenience store gimbap. And he's beep, 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 beep. And then we swiped the car, grabbed everything, shoved it in the bag, and we keep running. And then we're running. And at, I kid you not, at 8.59, we made it to the ship. We were, it felt like I was in basic training. And I never went to the army before. So Taro probably knows more than I do. But I was just, I felt so out of shape. But at the same time, very grateful that we made it on the ship because there was no plan B. So we get on the ship. It's very interesting. It's just floors and people just laying on the floors. And I was like, this, wow, very interesting. And at the time, I'm waiting for the medicine to kick in. And I already kind of feel a little bit dizzy. So Tara's like, well, just, just eat this kimbap and go to sleep. It's going to take about two hours. And then the next ship is going to be about an hour. Then we'll finally arrive. So I ate the kimbap and I laid on the floor. It was a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because it's awkward. But then I get just knocked out. I knocked out and I woke up. We transferred to another ship. Then we finally arrive at the island. They are incredibly, incredibly nice. Super nice people. They're about the average age of the community is 70. So we got some elderlies just chilling on this island. So we dropped off our stuff. Um, we left everything at this one pension. They call it a pension, but it's basically where they all live. And there are one or two guest rooms for people who want to visit the island for the island experience, I guess. So we drop off our stuff and uh, we hike. <laughs> we hike the mountain to go see the shoreline or the beach. I don't know if I can call it the beach because it's a, it's like a rock filled beach. There's no sand, just different, 
rocks, rocks in various sizes. And before we went on the trip, I remember Taro telling me, I told him, well, you've already been there. What should I pack? He said, well, because it's next to the ocean, it's going to get really cold at night. So pack things that are the, not a puffer jacket, but you need something more than a windbreaker. And at the same time, daytime, it gets really hot. Nighttime, it gets cold. So do your thing. So what I packed, I packed it like a crew neck and uh, my... Dickies pants. I wore those Dickies carpenter pants when we went to Fukushima, when we did the project in Fukushima, and it was really tough, tough terrains, right? But those pants, I, I will live and die by those pants. It was so sturdy, just quality is great because of course it's work pants, so it's for actual real work. So when we were hiking that mountain. And also he told me to wear a shoe, a pair of shoes that I did not care. So I said, okay, Vans, exact same outfit that I wore to Fukushima. Anyways, we're hiking this mountain, right? Just, just weeds everywhere. And then we get to the beach, rocks everywhere. They're legit ankle breakers. And the thing about what's so special about this beach is it was the time of the year where the tides were low enough so it revealed a passage to the other side of the island. And Taro wanted to take photos there. So I grabbed his tripod and he carried the rest of his gear. And we hiked the mountain and we make that little passage around. And he went all the way around to the other side to take photos while I just kind of mess around on kind of like a middle point of the beach, the passage. And I couldn't really sit down because it, everything was slippery, right? The tide's just, it's just receding for a second. It's going to come back soon. And we didn't realize how soon it was going to be. So he's taking photos of exotic cliffs over there. I'm standing there taking some photos, indulging in the view. And then maybe 15, 20 minutes have passed. And... I turned around because at this point, my body was facing the other side of the island. I turned around and I try to find our way back. But I, I was like, wait a minute, how do we get here? The tides were already coming back and we were already losing a big chunk of the passage. So I turned around and I said, like, Taro, Taro, we gotta go. <laughs> I can't, I, how did we get here? Like, how am I supposed to go back? And then he peeked his little head and he looked and he's like, oh, well, we gotta go because the tides are rising really fast. Let, let's get a move on. So we <laughs> were hopping like frogs on these shaky rocks and we were trying to move fast, but the rocks, some were giant rocks but some were tiny rocks. I don't know what kind of rock I would prefer better because the smaller rocks, you can't get, it's, it's hard for you to get traction. They all move around at the same time. But the larger rocks, it's like they're not that stable too. And if you step on it, it's going to tilt to one side or the other. And we're all carrying gears. Like I have his tripod with me and he has his film camera, which is like medium, it's a medium what is it called? 
medium format camera, so it's a chunky one. It's not one of those cute little point and shoot that you see on Instagram. And we're just like trying to navigate. And finally, we make it through the passage to return to the beach. At this point, we're sweating, right? Because we almost got trapped. <laughs> we almost got trapped on the other part of the island where no one can reach us. And we decided to go to the higher parts of the beach and place our mats because he asked me to bring a mat. So we laid out our mat and then we sat down and we have a picnic. So we eat those sandwiches and the leftover kimbap and we just kind of sat there and looked at the ocean and just kind of listened to the tides for a while. After we ate, we kind of asked each other, you know, what's on your mind these days? And just unpacked any worries that we had recently. I actually didn't get to see Taro last week. Right, because he went on this island last week on his own to just kind of scope it out. And he told me if he thinks it's not dangerous or if it's, if it's something that could be like a potential fun trip, then he would bring me here, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm here. Because last week he figured it was a really nice place. People are really kind, so it could be a good getaway. He did warn me, though, that it was going to be extremely boring. There is nothing to do on this island, just really nothing to do. And I said, well, that sounds about perfect. I just don't want to think about anything for a day. And I think that would be good for my mental health, right? Just not have to worry about anything that's work-related. And since we're on an island, there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> there's no Wi-Fi to bother me. So we sat there for a bit and then we decided to hike hike back down because it was getting hot and we were both we were unintentionally twinning like i had this black crew neck and then a moss green yeah like a moss green carpenter pants and black vans and over everything else i was wearing like a black fishtail jacket because i thought it was going to be cold then i show up right i open the car door He's sitting there with the black crew neck and his moss green gromichi pants. And also he got a black fish towel. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you didn't tell me he was going to wear this. And he's like, well, wow, we're really twinning today. I was like, we need, we have to take a photo together. This is just hilarious. So because we're both wearing black, we were heating up at the beach so we hiked back up into the mountains to a point where you can still kind of see the beach. And he said, wait, let's, let's set the mat here again. Let's take a nap. So I was like, oh, this is a very odd location. But I mean, no one else is here. Like legit, no one else is here besides you and I and the five elderly. And none of them are on the mountains at this moment. So I said, okay. So we lay out the mat and then we're just laying down, closing our eyes. You can feel like a little bit of breeze coming from the beach and you can just hear the waves crashing onto the rocks. I cannot describe it. I can't do it justice, but it was just so calming. It was a very humbling moment that I'm just existing 
until Taro remembered that we saw a snake while we were hiking back down. So he was like, wait a minute, did you hear that? Like the rustling? Was that a snake? What if a snake just, while we're laying down, just come and bite our ears? Like, okay, let's pack up. Let's, let's go back down to the pension. So we packed up and then we traveled all the way down to the pension. And at the time, the pension owner wanted to talk to us for a little bit. So we sat down, had a cup of coffee. Then I was feeling really sleepy because mind you, I only had three hours of sleep, right? So Taro said, um, do you mind if, if we go back and take a nap? Because uh, she's really tired. She only got three hours of sleep. She's like, yeah, 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 go back and take a nap. So I went back to our room to take a nap. And he went out to take uh, porches of others because he's doing his photo projects while we're on the island as well. So he left and I slept so well. Like I slept as if time did not exist. And I had a cup of coffee before. So I think I technically I took a coffee nap. So I woke up, I was like, <gasps> and it was time for dinner. So we had these home-cooked meal. And I'm not a big fan of fish because when I was younger, my parents and my grandparents really, 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 really make sure that I eat fish because apparently fish is supposed to make you smart. Well, look at me now, okay? I'm a great counter example. But it has been a while since I've eaten fish out of my own free will. And because they live on the island, the major source of protein is fish, right? They go fishing. So she, I don't know what she did. I think she probably cooked it in an air fryer. But that fish was so good. It reminded me of like smoked fish that I had in China. And I was like, whoa, I felt like I've had this before. And I just kept going. I kept eating the fish. And I wanted to tell her that I'm not a fish person, but your eel was amazing. But I couldn't communicate. And also she was talking to Taro, so I didn't want to interrupt. So I just, I was just eating. And the fun fact is that the pension owner, I think used to very briefly lived in New York. So she knows some English vocabulary. And as she's trying to communicate with me, she's trying to speak English too. So I'm very grateful for her. She is so incredibly kind. I, Taro told me that she was really kind. And I think she, kindness is just not a word that could equate to how kind she was. She was so welcoming, made me feel like she was my, like, like an aunt or something. Wait a minute. I think before we had dinner, hmm, I don't remember if it was before we had dinner or it was after we had dinner. We hiked up the mountains again to see the sunset. Hold on. I wrote it down in my little diary, in my little notebook that I brought. Let me see. Backpack, blah, blah, blah. Seasick pill. Packed everything. No, 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 no. Exotic cliffs, yes, yes. Um, low tide, yeah, yeah. We went on the picnic, yes, we did. We ate kimbap, yes, convenience store sandwiches. Right, one was like the egg sandwich, and the other one was like a strawberry jam, and then eggs, and tuna. And I remember at the moment when I bit it, I was like, 
is this tuna? And Taro looked at me and he said, no, it's not tuna. And then he secretly took a second look. He was like, wait, is it tuna? Because I don't, I don't eat fish. I don't like tuna. <laughs> so I was like, it really tastes like tuna. And he was like, no, it doesn't say on the packaging. It's probably not tuna. It's just some other artificial meat. And I was like, this is tuna. And he goes, yeah, it's probably tuna. I was like, no, it's fine. I mean, I'm not going to deny food while we are on this island, right? Okay, ba ba ba. Five residents, harsh winter. Later that night, June and I hiked alone the top of the mountain again to see the stars. Wait, what about the sunset? I regret it not <gasps> Yes, I forgot to talk about. Wait, I was knocked out due to exhaustion since I only had three hours of sleep and coming home. And then, aha. So we hiked out again to see the sunset before we had dinner. And let me tell you, while we were hiking up, you know, usually on a hike, you have those trails that most people follow. So it's, it's much more defined because everywhere else is just weed everywhere. And we were coming around like a, we were coming around a turn and Taro wanted to get a better view of the sunset, but there were no roads, right? So meaning no one hiked in this area before. And then we were like, hmm, let's just do it. So he hiked up just not, it's not really like a sort of like a slope. So he hiked up the slope and the view was chef's kisses. It was amazing. So we take pictures there. And then on the right, about two o'clock direction, you just hear bah, bah. And there were a bunch of black goats, just a bunch of them just roaming around over there. And I was like, I really hope they don't come over here because I don't know what I would do. But there are goats around and there used to be dogs. There is one dog in the pension and a lot of stray cats. So I think what happened was two cats survived the winter and then they made it. And then because there's not enough food on the island, I I remember seeing the kittens just eat plastics or styrofoams that's on that's piling on the side of like the ships that they're using to to go out and fish in the morning so lots of wildlife you actually have more wildlife here than people there are only five humans and a lot of goats and a lot of cats oh also chicken i forgot in the morning you just hear and i'm like okay i get it it's 6 30 you don't have to you don't have to keep on doing that until it's seven o'clock. So we saw the sunset, came back, had dinner, then later that night in the evening, around like six or seven, it's already dark out. And Taro goes, Do you wanna see the stars? I mean, we should, right? Because we came all the way out here and we might as well do everything. So the thing is this is an island. There, there's, there's no lights outside. So the mountains, completely dark. Because of this, before his first trip here at, on this island, he bought like a legit headlight. So it's really, really bright. It has several modes. And he was holding this headlight 
and he was holding me, and we were hiking the mountains again. So I mean, I've been there in the morning, I've been there in the afternoon, but it's still really foreign to me. So I, I'm just holding on to Taro for my dear life, but at the same time, it's quiet. It's really quiet, and it. Not gonna lie, it's kind of creepy. And if you think about it, when you're hiking alone in the darkness and all you see is a beam of light, it's it's really chilling. And I'm not just talking about the temperature because yes, after the sunset, the temperature starts to drop. But it's just kind of like a the the feeling. I cannot describe it, and it was making me anxious. And I don't. Want to not saying that I want, I don't want to appear to to be frightened, but I didn't want this atmosphere to to make us feel even more scared than we already are. So I kept talking to Taro, like I didn't want to completely hear the silence. So I kept telling him just random things, keep the conversations going. Then we finally hiked up half. Way like we wanted to go back to the beach, right? And you can just hear the tide, but it and when we were getting closer to the ocean, I think scientifically speaking, there was a change in the atmosphere because we were getting close to the beach, right? But at the time, it felt it it was like a pressure, just like a sudden change in the atmosphere. And I felt it, but I don't want to say anything because I've heard many stories about how ghosts love or spirits love to reside by the mountains. And I didn't want to tell Taro before we hike too because I just feel like that would be some kind of bad omen. I don't want to manifest it from happening. Like I don't want to see a ghost or spirit when we're hiking alone in the mountains, right? Because there's nothing protecting us. That headlight is not going to do anything. So I was holding him, and then we were looking for the stars, right? So obviously we're gonna look up, and because we were in just pitch black darkness, we saw so many stars. It was magical, yes. But if I just look to the side a little bit, I see a red moon. Girl, I was so scared. I was like, oh. That, he's like, what is that? Is that the sun? I was like, boy, this can't be the sun. The sun is gone, clocked out. That's the moon. I was like, why is it red? Well, it's, it's reflecting the sun. So I'm looking at this red moon, and I'm like, hmm, is this bad omen? And also, there's this change in the air. And then we just kind of shared the silence for about point two seconds, and he goes. Let's go back down. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And again, I'm trying to keep the conversation lighthearted, real casual. And as we're getting closer to the pension, I said, "Was that just me, or did you did you feel that shift in the air? Like, was that was that just my what was I tripping?" And he looked at me. He was like, "You felt that too? Why didn't you tell me?" I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna tell you while we're stuck." Halfway on the mountains, right? Like that—that's freaky. He's like, you know what? It's probably because of the beach. I was like, yeah, I—I I know, but also there's a lot of stories about 
you know, goes to the mountains. He's like, and at this point he's picking up the speed. He's like, let's, let's go back. Let's not talk about this while we're out here. So we went back to the pension, we took shower and then we lay down and he had asked me to bring the iPad because we wanted, well, he wanted to watch a movie before we sleep because again, there's nothing to do on the island, right? So because there was no Wi-Fi, we pre-downloaded a movie. And this boy, this man wanted to watch The Purge <laughs> because it was Halloween. He didn't want to watch Uncharted or Uncharted. And he was like, oh, it's kind of boring. Let's watch The Purge. <laughs> it is, I don't know why we decided to do that. And luckily he was so tired because he, he drove as well, right? He drove and he hiked. He was basically my tour guide. So he was tired after five minutes, well, 10 minutes, five or 10 minutes of the movie, you just see this, my iPad just starts falling, falling and tilting and tilting. And I'm like, okay, you are clearly not awake. Let's just go to bed. So we decided to go to bed. I don't even remember what time it was. It probably, it was probably around nine or 10 PM. It was pretty early because we were tired and we went to sleep. And he set an alarm for five or six, I think it was six, to go see the sunrise. So six comes around and I slept so well. I was so tired. I don't think I had a dream. And then I heard the alarm. He heard the alarm. The alarm. And he looked at me. He was like, do you want to go see the sunrise or do you want to sleep more? It's okay if, you, you're, if, it's okay if you're tired and you want to sleep more. And I thought about it. I was like, we're on this island. Let's, let's do everything. Like, why the heck not? So we got up and it was cold. And this time it was a little bit brighter than last night, but still really dark. So at this point, we're hiking up this mountain for the third or fourth time, right? Everything supposed to be a little bit more familiar, but it's still a little bit freaky dinky. <laughs> because it was dark and we were hiking and this time, same thing. I'm trying to talk to him. I'm trying to keep the conversation so I don't hear silence. And then all of the sudden I felt this urge to turn around, right? Because I just felt like, I don't know if it's just girls, but I feel like I am hypersensitive when I feel like someone is following me. So I had this feeling and I turned around. It was nothing. But while I was turning around, Taro also turned around like 0.1 seconds later. And I was like, huh, why did he turn around? But, you know, as we were turning around, there's no one behind us, of course. So we're hiking, we see the sunrise and we took a portrait there. Um, we had like an extension cord attached to his film camera. So we picked a good spot. We went back to the, the stony beach. And we took the pictures there. We sat there for a bit and he took some more pictures around. And then we finally hiked back down and we went back to sleep just for like a few more hours before breakfast was served. And on the way back, again, as we're getting closer to the pension, because, you know, we, we feel safer to share our thoughts. And I say, why did you turn around, you know, halfway when we were climbing the mountain? He was like, why did you turn around? I said, well, I... I had a 
feeling. I, I just felt like someone was behind me, so I turned around. He was like, I also had a feeling. I was like, we can't keep on doing this anymore. <laughs> it's freaking me out. So we went back, took a nap, and I actually had a scary dream. Like in my dream, I was in the exact same room, but someone was coming to like murder me and I had to defend myself. And when I woke up, I was like, <gasps> what mm, is this from the, is this the mountains message? Like what, am I just hypersensitive? What's going on? We woke up, we had breakfast and we kind of just walked around the island for a little bit before we had to leave. So it's a day trip, right? And our ship is supposed to pick us up at 1.20 p.m. So after we watched the sunrise, after we had the breakfast, Taro went out again to take portraits of the islanders. And I decided to... There is like a platform at the piers, at the dock. It's like a... I don't know why it's raised... But there's like a raised platform. It doesn't lead to anywhere. It's just kind of broken. And I climbed the stairs and I just kind of sat there. I had a view of the docks and as well as like a, the beach. And I could also see the... No, I couldn't really see the beach. But I could see the houses, the rest of the houses. There was like a total of maybe like three or four houses by the port. So I, I was just there and I wrote my entries. I bought this journal, this tiny journal notebook from Muji because um, I was planning to write kind of like a travel diary when I go home. Like each day, what did I do? Uh, who did I meet? And how do I feel? And I decided, you know what? Let's take it to the island. And just just start my entries. So I was writing my diaries there. And as I was writing, I just see the stray cats playing with each other. And some cats even went down to the like the stony beach to just sunbathe out there. And it was so funny because most of them are like tabbies, except one was like a, one was like a black tabby. And it's so hard to spot him because the stones are also blackish gray. So when Taro finished his project and he walked towards me, he's like, what are you looking at? I was like, I'm looking at the cats. He's like, what cats? I was like, look out there at the beach. There, there are two cream cats and then one black cat. So he found the cream cats because it's obvious. And he couldn't find the black cat. I'm like, he's there, he's right there. So he took a photo and when we zoom in, you can actually find the cat. It's a little bit difficult, yes. But um, we were just kind of looking at cats and then talking to the residents. And eventually it was time for us to pack up. And we pack our things. We took the ships again. And we came home. Right? Yeah, we were really tired. So... I offered if Taro wanted to stay at my place because then after he drops me off, he would have to travel back to his place. But he's like, well, I have to send some films in the morning. I also have to pack pack up or unpack something. So he, we went our separate ways after we came back. And at the time, it was around like 7, 
or ate. And we were really tired, but we were also really hungry. The thing is, on the island, you don't, you don't have convenience stores, right? So you don't have access to, to snacks. So all we had to eat were the food that we brought from the convenience store. But that was, that was our lunch on day one. All we had for food was dinner and breakfast at the pension. So we were hungry. <laughs> When we came back, I was like mm, craving some McDonald's. And he's like, I'm craving some fried chicken. So he ordered fried chicken. I ordered McDonald's. We ate and slept. <laughs> like we were so tired. And then the next day would be Friday. And actually that Friday was going to be a busy day because about a month ago no yes no when was it yeah a month ago yes at the end of september i re-signed my lease with my place however before my academy took care of everything and the reason why was because they loaned they they loaned they lent They lend, they lend me five million won, so five thousand dollars, as a like a key deposit. But the rule was that after one year, they would get that money back, and I have to, if I want to keep this place, I have to put in my own five thousand dollars. So I have been saving for almost six months, and I finally renew the contract. With my name, so now this place is no longer under my academy's name, and it's rightfully belongs to me. But I have to register at the government that hey, I am the current occupant of this unit, so that they know. And it's just for legal documents and stuff. But I didn't know I have to do that because again, before my academy took care of all of that. So Taro decided to take that day off. To help me out, so we went to the government, registered my apartment. Then immediately afterwards, we had to go to the bank because we needed to withdraw money for my U.S. trip. And he he and I thought that it would be better if I just withdraw cash here and just put it in my accounts when I go to the states. That way, I don't have to. Originally, I was thinking about using my Korean cards. Abroad, but I feel like that's gonna cause some confusion in my budget. When I look at the numbers, I'm like, wait, where's this from? Where's that from again? It would just be difficult to track. So we thought that if we take the money out and just put it in a separate account, we don't have to worry about all of that, right? And if I have any money left over, it's fine. I'll just leave it in my U.S. bank account because I have to pay loans through that account anyway. So any money left, it's for Apple. It's for Spotify. It's for um, freaking bitcoins. So we went to the bank, withdrew a thousand dollar, and then afterwards we went to this like all you can eat, the bookie place. It's a place that I visited for my food channel. It's called Duki. So we went there and we ate, and it's in this like a like a mall's food court. So. Taro was going back down to go to Uniqlo and see what they have, and then suddenly, I had this urge to go to IKEA. 
and IKEA is not close to me. It's about like almost an hour away from me. And at the time, it was 4 p.m. So I looked at Tara. I was like, hmm. I always talk about how I want to go to IKEA because there's this one thing that I really want. Only one thing. It's a black board, but it's not really like a. It's not very thick. Imagine it's like a sheet of paper, but just a little bit thicker. It's a little bit harder, and I really wanted that black board in my apartment because I want to write some things. I want to plan my projects there. I just wanted that vibe, and I went to Daiso. Daiso is kind of like a not like a five below, but it's a store that has everything. I went there. I looked at their selections of whiteboards and blackboard, and I'm like, hmm, not feeling it. It's not my vibe. So I was like, if I make the trip to go to IKEA, it's is it tiring? Yes. However, it's a straight forty-five minute bus ride. So commuting wise, it's not that difficult. And the blackboard itself, it's only three. Thirty-five hundred won, so about two, three dollars, three dollars. Let's say it's three dollars. Super cheap. That's the only reason why I want to buy it from IKEA. Also because I like the way that it looks. But the commute itself is going to cost me the same amount of money. Should I go there just for that thing, or should I just wait until I have more things to buy, then go to IKEA? But I thought about how many times I've already procrastinated. Ongoing, I kept telling myself, "Eh, maybe next time. Eh, maybe next time." And that day, I just decided, you know what? We have been productive all the way through. Why don't we just knock that out? So while we were taking the escalator down, I told Tara, "I was like, I think I'm gonna go to IKEA." And he looks at me, he's like, "What? <laughs> just for the blackboard?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." So at the at the time, I I'm currently using an iPhone 12 mini. And they're right. The battery life sucks. I'm already at thirty percent, and I know it's not going to last long. So I looked at Tara. I was like, "Do you think I can make it? I only have thirty percent left." He's like, mm, "Timing-wise, maybe it'll be a little tight, but if you really want to do it, might as well do it." So he went to Uniqlo to look for his clothes, while I just took that bus and went to IKEA. So I think I arrived. At maybe like five, 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 five. Why is this so hard? Five forty-five-ish, or maybe a little bit closer to six. I arrived at six o'clock, and I finished shopping at six thirty. I went there for the blackboard, but I ended up. Tell me why? I ended up. Spending thirty-five dollars. I'm telling you, IKEA is playing mind games. So I bought some sort of a like a organizer and a snack container, which I saw on Instagram Reel, and I didn't think they would have it in IKEA, but they do. It's like this. It's not very big, but it has two compartments. One is you can put berries inside, and on the other you can put granolas or nuts. So it's like a very easy. Pocketable containers that I can bring with me to work. The thing is, I have classes at night, but I don't have enough break time in between, so I don't really have time to eat. So if I have something like that, which again I don't need, 
if I have something like that, maybe I can buy some berries and put it inside and then maybe put some nuts or granolas and just have a, like a healthy snack instead of binging coffee. Because my choice of dinner when I'm at work, when I have a full day, is coffee. Like if I drink coffee, that would be my meal for the day. And it's, is it healthy? No. So I'm trying to live a healthier life, but it's, it's so expensive to live a healthy lifestyle. But tell me why grapes or just fruits in general are so expensive. Last week, I finally bit the bullet and bought a watermelon. Not a big watermelon, like a palm-sized watermelon because it was on sale from $10 to $5. So I bought the watermelon, I cut it open, and I'm like, hmm, quality is mid, but I haven't had watermelons in so long, like almost a year. I kid you not, because watermelons are so expensive. One watermelon can probably go up to like $19 or $20. So when I go back to the States, I'm telling you, I can't wait to eat fruit. I'm gonna eat cherries, I'm gonna eat grapes, I'm gonna eat watermelon every single meal so that when I come back, I will be sick of it and I don't wanna eat it while I'm here. Oh, do you hear my stomach? I'm hungry just thinking about it. So yes, snack container and then other like a square containers. And then, oh my gosh, those tea lights, tea light candles. And oh my gosh, what else did I get? A plant, I got a plant. It was $5 only. And I, what I did to reserve my battery was that as soon as I got to the location, I turned it off. I turned it off and then I only turned it back on right before I was about to leave because I need to know how to get home. And while I was looking at these plants, I was Googling which ones are safe for cats because Uni likes to eat everything. So I finally found a plant. I think it was called like a parlor palm, something like that. And it was the only one that was not toxic to cats. So I decided to get that. And what else did I get? Container, candles, blackboard, yeah, the blackboard. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I travel all the way there just for that freaking blackboard. Blackboard, plants. I think that's it. Ah, like a... You know the material? Not... The, the plastic on trucks. What are they called? I know it in Chinese, but I don't know it in English. But some sort of like a organizer with that material and I bought the reusable bag. I think that's it. I don't know how I spent $35 though. But anyways, I hop on the bus and I commute home and I just felt like, wow, what a productive day. I finally committed. And when I got home, another good news, my Mamamoo album was next to my door. It has been delivered. I pre-ordered it when the news came out and I didn't, I didn't think that it was going to arrive so soon. And I opened it. I opened it and there were two photo cards, right? And both of them, both of them were solar. <laughs> Who happens to be my bias? And I was like, October, the month that keeps 
on giving, I was I t- probably went to sleep smiling. I kid you not. And I opened the poster. It's the poster I want. Immediately, I put it on my wall. And then I start planning. Okay, Friday was a good day. I thought it was Saturday because of my vacation, but that's good. That means I have two days left. What am I going to do tomorrow? And I thought to myself, I want to edit. I have been procrastinating for a long time, and I'm so ashamed to say that this entire year, I only made one video. Well, I only posted one video, and I'm currently working on another one. I was working on another food-related videos, but there were some some issues with that, so I couldn't continue anymore. So I had to scrap it halfway. Maybe I'll go back to it later, but I started working on the second video. No, the third video on my personal channel, and I have been just kind of procrastinating because. I got sort of busy halfway through September and August, so I didn't really have time to edit during the daytime. And on the weekends, I wanted to rest or I wanted to do other things, so I kept putting it off. But then a few weeks ago, I got an email, so I'm subscribed to this email list from this filmmaker, and he had said something that kind of stuck with me. So he said that if You dedicate three days, thirty minutes per day to do writing, to write. Three days in a month to edit, and three weeks in the year to film. Then you can make a featured film, even if you work full time. And I'm like, you know what? He's right, and I I've been knowing this, but I just kept. Put, putting it in the back of my mind, saying I'm busy. I need to rest. My body, my temple. Like I need to fill a hundred percent before I could give a hundred percent. I was like, no. I need to pick up my slack. I need to. I mean, I do have deadlines for myself. Last month, I said the video was supposed to be due, and look at me. I'm still here. The video is still not done yet. But I told myself this month is it. I have to post that video. Which is only eight minutes long. I'm just procrastinating, and I'm a、uh, what you call like a perfectionist procrastinator. More excuse for me to put off my project, right? So I decided that Saturday was the day that I'm going to go to cafe, and I go edit. I always tell myself,、uh, I'm tired. I don't want to go. I'll just edit at home. But I'm not productive at home. I'm most productive when I'm at a cafe. So I went to Starbucks on Saturday at eleven, and I edited it until my bladders, my bladders just kind of gave out. I was like, I need to go pee, <laughs> but I didn't want to leave all my stuff there. I have my expensive laptop, and my SD card, my SSD, and I know in Korea it's a very safe place. You could you could really just leave your stuff and no one will touch it. But I didn't want to risk it, so I ended up packing up my stuff, leaving. Coming back home, cooking like a late lunch, and then I continue editing at home that day. So on Saturday, I actually edited a full day, and I was so proud of myself. I was like, you know what? We need to keep this momentum. We have one, two, two, eh, three, no, two, two weekends left in this month. It's only eight minutes. I know I might be picky with what I want to use and how I want
the clips to connect and flow. But I need to get this done. There's, there's just no excuse. So I was really happy with my progress on Saturday. And I was planning on editing on Sunday as well. But Taro told me that he wanted to see me. So we were talking about, well, what do you want to do? And then he said, well, I need to do some writing for my photo proposal. So let's go to a cafe. I was like, yes, great. Because I was originally going to go to Starbucks to edit as well. And I, today, I kind of felt shame because today's Sunday. I was going to walk into the same Starbucks. I don't know why I felt ashamed, but it was like, I'm back again with my big old laptop to edit my YouTube project. I just felt very, I felt like a, there was a reel that I saw Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. It was like, uh, we all know that one Mac user who would go to Starbucks just to send an email. And I felt like that was me. <laughs> I felt obnoxious just editing video in front of everyone with my giant 16-inch laptop. But thankfully, we actually went to a different Starbucks because... It was getting crowded and on the weekends, everyone's trying to get work done. So we didn't have enough tables. So we ended up going to another Starbucks that was really close by. And then we stay there until, I want to say, four? No, three? I think it was only three. And surprisingly, my bladder was doing a great job today. And I was like, why? Why are you not giving out on me? like you did yesterday. Maybe because I was busy working and also I was proofreading Taro's proposal that I was not actively drinking my coffee. So I didn't feel the need to go pee. But afterwards, we went to McDonald's to eat and then we came back, took a nap. Took a nap? The original plan was to take a nap. But we wanted... This man wanted to <laughs> This man wanted to finish purge. So we tried. We really really tried. But I just I just hated how dumb the characters were. They were just making obvious mistakes. They were just trying to get killed, okay? So we couldn't finish the movie. We ended up throwing my boxes away cuz I ordered a lot of groceries. And then I send him on his merry way, and he bought me a drink again. I thought I was going to edit some more and then do the podcast. So instead of getting ice cream, I asked for a drink instead. But I ended up, I'm going to admit here, I ended up singing just karaoke. So I have everything set up, right? I plugged in my mic. I plugged in my... What are you called? Audio... What are you? I forgot what you're called. My Scarlet Solo? Oh, audio interface! Yes! I plugged in my audio interface. I have everything set up. I have my notebook in front of me. I have my planner in front of me. But I didn't have <laughs> the motivation to start podcasting. So instead, I... <laughs> I'm going to admit it here. I hope Taro doesn't listen to this. I was karaokeing with my microphone. I with Spotify. Like I pulled up Spotify and I just hit shuffle. 
And whatever song that came on, I was just singing my heart out. And then eventually, when it got to 10.30, I was like, you know, we should really start doing the podcast because I have a feeling it's going to be a long one. And lo and behold, it is currently 12.11 and I'm still not done. I am the anti-hero in my own damn movie, quote Nikki from 88 Rising. Also, what is that sound? Is it the island ghost? Is she following me? Am I? Is this mosquito sound? Where is it coming from? Why do I not hear it? Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm telling you, I can't do this. So yeah, that was that was an eventful week for me, and I didn't really anticipate for this week to hold so much substance. We have a lot of good things coming. We have Mamamoo concert. Wish me luck. Hopefully I can get a good ticket. If not, it's okay. I'm just happy that I'll get to see him before I leave. And also coincidentally, a friend that I met when I came here in 2017 to watch Mamam concert, she's also coming in November. So we'll get to have a little rendezvous and we'll probably go see the concert together. So I'm also really excited for that. I Just a lot of good things lined up and I didn't I didn't see it coming. I'm pleasantly surprised and I'm also grateful for everything that is that is that has transpired, that is going to transpire, that will transpire. Pfft, I'm about to transpire. Whew. Okay, let me pause myself before I run out of brain juice because I'm gonna need those tomorrow because I'm gonna go back to work. And again, thank you for listening to the 57th podcast of lactose intolerant. I hope you had a restful week, hopefully not as chaotic as mine, but I I am manifesting that we will carry this good energy into next week and finish this month strong. If not, it's fine, just hang on tight because Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Yes, the day before I arrive, but Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Turkeys are waiting for you, tamales are waiting for you. What else is waiting for me? Hmm. Pecan pie is waiting for me. Chick-fil-A is waiting for me. Pan Express. I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth. Pan Express is waiting for me. Chipotle is waiting for me. I can push through and endure anything the universe would like to throw in my face just so I can return home in one piece. Ooh, well... Maybe it's my wishful thinking, but I hope the universe will be the bigger person and take it easy on us. In the meantime, you do the same. Take it easy, stay safe, and I'll see you next week. Bye.